0: We're talking all things pertaining to the arts industry at around this time. And uh, theatre and dance creatives held a silent protest outside the ANC's Lutuli House. This happened earlier on this week. A group is calling for COVID-19 restrictions to be amended for their sector. They handed over a memorandum of demands to, their, to an ANC representative and gave the ruling party 14 days to respond. So we joined on the line by one of the people who was part of the protest, Mr. Gregory Makoma, He's founder and creative director of the Vuyani Dance Company. Good afternoon, Gregory. Good afternoon and thank you for having me. You know, Gregory, the state of the performing arts has not been great at all since COVID hit. Tell us about some of the demands that are contained in the memo.
1: Um, Thank you for this opportunity. Um, As you rightly say, you know, it has not been uh, great at all. In fact, it's a desperate situation that we find ourselves as artists trying Mm. to make a living in this country. And some of the demands that we're making to the president now, because we have not been getting any joy dealing with, the, with our minister, Minister Martin Tetra, who is um, responsible you know, for, yeah. for the creative sector in our country. And we wanted to go straight into the, to the president and to say that, Mr. President, we are here at the creative sector. We contribute to the country's GDP. We also pay taxes. We are a working class and we want to be recognized for that. We want to be recognized for the work that we are doing and that um, the closure of theatres or the blanket, um, you know, um, stringent that restrictions push. that have been put mm-hmm. to to the forefront are not helping our, our sector at all. Um, theatres should be open, should be put in a place where they can function better uh, and not to be limited to the 50 people that is currently the case at the moment
0: especially since venues and venue capacity differs
1: yeah I mean if if you're thinking about a venue that that houses a thousand uh, people and Mm. um, and you put in 50 people there it doesn't make sense it does not make Mm. a financial sense but also it does not make sense in terms of COVID in itself the regulations because Theatres have proven over and over time that they, they can follow, and they have been following uh, very strict um, COVID regulations. And um, if there's any place at the present moment that is safer, it is a theater because people can still watch a play and watch a, a production with their masks on. And, mm. um, and we can still have the theater um, functioning at 50% capacity. That, that is not a brainer, you know, I mean, and it needs mm. us to, to look at these things, um, not, not as, as a blanket um, regulation, uh, but to treat each situation as it is, as it presents itself.
0: Look at it and, yeah. Critically, so so tell us about one. Uh, in fact, one of the demands that you made, because you mentioned the minister, one of the demands that you made is that you want Natim Tetwa out. You say that he is not fit to be minister of arts and culture. Tell us about some of the changes you would ideally like to see in that department.
1: Now, well, I think you know. First and foremost, we do need to to look in terms of the policy that uh, governs the, the arts in this country, and this has been something that we've been preaching. Since the beginning of our democracy, and and nothing has changed really, and we're, okay. we're sitting with a white paper that has not really um, seen a day of light in terms of its, its implementation, and that in its own, it's a failure of the Department of Arts and Culture towards the creative sector. And then, secondly, we see how also they managing the very uh, relief measures that have been put in place, the management of that has been disastrous, you not know, for lack of a mm-hmm. better word. So all of those things are indications that our minister isn't capable of running that office for for the arts. And I have absolutely no trust in our current ministry in governing the arts in this country, absolutely no trust in our ministry in terms of even formulating any policy or speaking on behalf of the artists. If there's anyone who should have been active in implementing policies, in implementing uh, you know, um rules that are going to to favor the artist within mm. within this time it should have been the minister. It should have been the one who's in the forefront of leading campaigns in terms of making sure that um everything else that speaks to the artist that is that is responsive to the artist is taken care of.
0: It seems like the plight of the artist is falling on, on deaf ears.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we've written so many letters, we've invited, and we're tired of talking. I think, you know, it's, not, it's no longer time for us to be having these conversations. If mm. anything else, it is time for the creative sector to show its solidarity, and we need to stand together and say, you know, we are a powerful source, and we need to be respected and be taken seriously.
0: Yeah. So you've given the ruling party two weeks to respond, right? What happens Absolutely. if there's no response?
1: Well, I think if there's no response, we continue to show up where the president is. We will continue to mobilize our, our, our creative sector and, 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 and to get us where, you know, if there's anything else, we need to be so unified in this call as a creative sector. We need to stand together and speak in one voice and to show that, you know, we, we, are, we are a force. I, mean, if if, if, I mean, the staff do say it very clearly. You know, we, we employ mm-hmm. 7% of the working class. In, IN THIS COUNTRY. AND THAT IS A HUGE NUMBER OF THE the, the, the WORKING CLASS that, THAT THIS COUNTRY, YOU KNOW. And, and AGAIN, IF YOU LOOK IN TERMS OF THE UNEMPLOYMENT NUMBERS IN THIS COUNTRY, IF the arts CAN CONTINUE TO CREATE EMPLOYMENT IN THIS COUNTRY, we, WE NEED TO BE TAKEN SERIOUSLY. AND I THINK, YOU KNOW, THAT FORCE, that, THAT 7% OF THE WORKING CLASS IS THE ONE THAT NEEDS TO BE STANDING VERY, VERY CLEARLY AND DECISIVELY IN TERMS OF KNOWING THAT OUR RIGHTS, um again and they need to be to be taken seriously
0: the reality dance company had to postpone a theater production right very recently mm-hmm. why why was that
1: well i mean again it's, it's for the same reasons we with mm-hmm. the production that we were putting up Sion requiem of ravel's bolero with um so where to gospel choir has over 40 people on stage and for mm. 40 artists to be on stage performing to 50 audience members, it didn't make sense at all to us. You know, um, it didn't make right. sense also to, to to the venues that we were performing to. Uh, and we had to postpone because we've been also talking to to our government. We've spoken to, to the Ministry of, of Health to say that we have a plan. There is a solid mm. plan we have in terms of, of keeping to the regulation. We cannot... Um, somehow function with just 50 people um, as an audience, then who do you allow to that, audience, to that, to that house and who do you mm-hmm. not? And it and, and has put us into a, a situation where we have now to be selected in terms of the audience members who can be able to view the show. And, and it's unacceptable. I've just been on tour for four months in Europe. Theaters mm-hmm. are functioning. Most of them are functioning at 50 to 70 percent capacity with regulations in place and um, uh, uh, um, uh, distancing. So there's distancing in place, and uh, mm-hmm. people are wearing masks as, as they're watching the show. So it can be done. It's not something that is impossible.
0: So when you approached the Department of Health um, with your proposals, what was the response?
1: Well, the response was that you know, it's a blanket um, you know, regulation. That's basically mm-hmm. that. It's what the rule is. And that's what we're uh, saying, that we cannot see everything else as a blanket. Uh, we can't treat everything the same, because situations and, are different for every venue.
0: And they can't apply themselves further. It's just that. That's the only response well, they're giving.
1: I, I hope so, because I believe, you know, yesterday there was a meeting with the Ministry with, with the Department of with the minister of, uh, of Health. So I hope that this kind of uh, um, us going into the forefront and, and making noise about the safe and the safety of, uh, and, 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 and the opening of theatre will result into some kind of a conversation, will result into the, both, you know, the entities, both the Ministry of the Arts and Culture and the Ministry of Health can come into some kind of an understanding in terms of um, seeing that, you know, uh, they need to see our industry and treat it differently and put in other stringent uh, um, regulations that are favourable to, 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 to the artists.
0: The picture that you paint of the performing arts is, is not a nice one. Uh, tell us how you've been able to sustain the dance company, the Voyani Dance Company, during this time.
1: Well, I mean, I think we, we're in a fortunate situation as Voyani Dance Theater because we've always had reserves in place for, for mm. us, because we are a full-time dance company. So our, strategy, our five-year strategies allowed us to put reserves in place. But also, we had to open up and shift projects and, and be flexible in terms of our business approach. To the US, but also we've, we've had a, a lot of support from international players who have had deals with them who had to postpone and shift our projects to 2022 to 2023. Who had already mm. paid 50% of those commitments to those performances. Mm-hmm. So those are the kind mm. of those negotiations that we had to pull through in order for us to be to sustain the company at this point in time. Mm.
0: Have you had to let go of any people?
1: Have we sorry.
0: Have you had to let go of some of your staff that you I have mean, at the company?
1: Like I said, you know, we're very fortunate in, in, in the company that we have kept the contract. We've honored mm-hmm. every contract of every dancer in our company. Um there's twenty three staff members who are all on full contracts still with us. We don't know how long this will be, will go on for. Um, you know, we don't know what down line down in six months time how we will be we'll be having the I know other companies mm-hmm. had to shut down. I know other mm-hmm. companies had to lay down um, a lot of the stuff. Um, we we just, you know, we were just in a, in a fortunate situation where we had these deals that were on. We had um, reserves that were in place. But I know most of the companies, it's always been hand-to-mouth. It's always been about survival, even before COVID-19. So with COVID-19, obviously, you know, it's about you know that we will be on clean line a lot of good companies are on a lifeline and if there's no support that's coming from from our government um then it means you know the machine has to be switched off
0: yes. gregory thank you so much for your time let's hope that um the president will hear you please you have marched you have handed on in that memorandum at literally house let's see what happens in the next two weeks
1: now let's see what happens. I mean, we hope only for the best. So we'll continue yeah. to, to mobilize and, and to fight on behalf of the, of the artists.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Gregory. Enjoy the rest of your evening.
1: Thank you very much.
0: That um, is Gregory Magoma, founder and creative director of the Vuyani Dance Company. Well, he's basically telling us about how, you know, theater and dance creatives held a silent protest outside Lutuli House earlier this week, calling for COVID-19 restrictions to be amended for the sector because, you know, the creative arts, the performing arts is, is suffering.